you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. Yo, what up? This is Manny Digital. Welcome to another episode of Dribbling Dimes. Today, today's a special day on Dribbling Dimes, ladies and gentlemen, for two reasons. One, this is my first New Jersey interview. Ooh, wow. Crazy, right? Ooh, wow. I, we, we consider ourselves a tri-state podcast, but right. truth, truth be told, it's been concentrated heavily in New York City. Right, right. So I'm happy to be here in on Jersey soil. Doing this Definitely. with you But wait Don't don't give it up yet Because the, the, the baritone Might give it away to folks <laughs> um, This gentleman Was listed at 6 feet 10 inches tall I'm assuming you're still About that right? Yes correct. Okay Because you know The height rules change In the NBA Right right right, right. <laughs> That's a money thing That's a money thing <laughs> Right He attended Patterson Catholic Where he averaged A monster double double Of 25 and 14 His senior season That's in, that's in one half That's in one half Alright There you go <laughs> So it was like 50 and 30. <laughs> um, he was a McDonald All-American in 96. He played alongside some stellar athletes that you will know. People like Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal, which, by the way, I heard you fucking bodied in the, in the game. You could be humble. I'm not. <laughs> um, Shaheen Holloway's Jersey compatriot and a trilingual speaking dude by the name of Kobe Bryant, y'all. Um, he won and done his way to the NBA after a season at Villanova where he did his thing under Coach Lapis. And he spent 15 years? Yeah, 15. 15 years in the NBA on a host of teams. But, yo, 15 years in the league is... It's a long time. That's But that's, like, something to that's commend. Really, that's really being a vet. That's You got some staying power there. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, with us today is Timothy Mark Thomas. Oh, the government. The, the, full the government. government. <laughs> I love it. Better known as Tim Thomas here in these streets. Yes, sir. Yo, welcome, my brother. Anytime, anytime. Thank you. Yo, listen, first and foremost, thank you for inviting me to to your, your showcase here. Yes, we're, we're, we just wrapped up day three. Day right? three, yes. Day three of the first annual Tim Thomas New Jersey High School Showcase. This is 31 games over four days, right? Correct, 32. 32, 32. games. Yo, that's a lot of games. A lot of games. Starts at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Last game's 8.30. So, and right now it's about 10. Yeah, it's a little after 10 p.m. right now. And he's still going. Yes. (laughs) And he hasn't eaten. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, I appreciate you even more, brother. Listen, so, I like to to get a sense from each guest Mm. when basketball became something that they they knew they had to do. Like, when was that first memory for you? Um... Actually, my gym teacher, Mr. Marino, was the first guy that really introduced me to sports in general. Mm. Um, just going to gym, you know, being around, you know, your friends and, you know, just getting introduced to the game. Um, he was the guy that just showed me, you know, what it was about um, with baseball, football, and basketball. So you you played all three sports growing up? I played all up? three sports, yeah. Ah. But um, at PS24 in Patterson, he would um, – 
you know, we would have different seasons, you know, throughout the school year. Yeah. And, you know, you start off with baseball or whatever, and then you would go into football, and then you would go into basketball. And um, I just remember we used to play this game. We used to line people up across from each other and call a number, and you had to sprint, get the ball, and mm-hmm. first one make a layup and all that kind of stuff. And um, I remember, I think it was uh, fourth grade, was actually when I, you know, really fell in love with it, went up, got the ball, went up. And dunk the ball. You and, dunked the ball in yeah, fourth grade? Yeah, and that was like... Were you just adversely, like, crazy tall compared to your peers? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, when that happened, the whole gym went crazy. Even the kids was like, oh, ah. Yeah. It was just one of those things as a kid, you know, you just run out there to get the ball and try to score real quick. And I actually went up and dunked. And um, that was that was it for me. That, that was, was like, your first dunk. That ever. was the first dunk. And, and uh, why? I mean, was that your intention, or you was just? It up wasn't there? my intention. My intention was to just go, score. you know, score the ball. But you know, you jump, you get up in the air, and it's like, whoa, what am I doing up here? Well, I, I have no idea because well, I've never done it. But yeah, yeah I can, I can, like, I can relate. You're there, and then it's like, well, I might as well just finish. And then you know, you dunk the ball. So that was the start of it all. And the um, gym was rocking. And the gym was rocking. And that feeling, you was just like, yo, I gotta chase that. Is that? Yeah, I mean that that was that was part of it. And then um one of my teachers actually called um Jim Salmon, who was a coach at Eastside High. Okay. And she told him, uh, Miss Pugash, I'll never forget, she said, uh Damn, you Jim, good. I can't yeah, remember she that said, far Jim, back. Jim, I, I you know, I got this kid over here, he's really tall, you know, you do basketball, you might wanna, you know, look at this kid. And uh he came over and uh, it was another coach by Lou Mathis who went to Ohio State. He was a big-time mm-hmm. football coach and stuff like that. And uh, they put put me on a team. Ely White uh, Funeral Home had a team. And they put me on the team. And from there, man, I just took off. It was like an AAU squad? The it was local local little okay. uh, community you know, team, gotcha. rec team. And uh, from there, man, it just, you know, just went. So you were how tall fourth grade? Oh, man, I probably was about, I want to say Five eight, five nine ish. Okay, somewhere in that area. Yeah, you know. And then each year, I just started having growth spurts. Yeah, I don't. You know don't the old, you know the old saying where well, we, everybody do it, and you know, in the inner cities where you wear your jeans in the winter, and then in the summer, you know, you cut them off. So, right. you know, I was just growing so fast, and I was the baby of five. So my mom's just like, man, you know, what are we gonna do? Mm. So she started cutting cutting my pants longer and longer each year, and I just knew I was growing. And then your shoes, you know, your shoes, you're getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, how you how you deal with that? Were you, how many boys in your family? <clears throat> I mean, just your two. siblings. Two. Was, so you're the baby. So you had an older brother you could grab shoes from? Or no, because you, no, you were crazy. I outgrew him. Oh, I started outgrowing him. So it was like, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, so thank God with basketball, you know, the coaches take they hook care you of up. Yeah, they hook you up. So <laughs> that's how I was able to get my kicks back in the day. I, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was uh, I put up a post on Instagram like asking people like what they remember about you right right um, Kenny Satterfield ooh Kenny yeah, my yeah. Man. and then right after he posted that Charlton Clark chimed in as well but basically what Joining. he said was yeah he remembered so you and Kevin Freeman mm-hmm. at St Raymond right. Kevin Freeman was going nuts you threw the ball off the backboard right yammed it I don't right. I don't think you caught a victim but you it was a showstopper yeah yeah. Do you, I know you played in Jersey, right? playing in New York. I'm sure you played a lot of teams, but mm-hmm. do you remember that? that yeah, I have moment? it on my Instagram page right this minute. Really? The actual clip. I have no idea. Yeah. Wait, of, of that particular of that, dunk? right now. I can show you yeah. right now. Yo, this documentary is going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to get into yeah. what, he's, what he's working on in a little while. <laughs> yeah. But like, 
Was that like your your go to? I know you because no, actually, you were an all around type of guy. Right, right. Actually, I was handling the ball and they was trying to tip the ball from behind. Mm-hmm. So everybody was yelling, "Watch, you know, watch your back, watch your back." So I was in momentum of going to the basket, but I was trying to get around the person that was in front of me, and somebody was coming from behind. So I actually just picked the ball up. So when I picked it up, I realized I'm oh, like, I looked around, and I'm like, yo, I'm by myself. So I already picked my dribble up, and there was nobody in the paint. So I said, all right, easy thing to do, throw a backboard and go get it. Right. And that's what happened. <laughs> it was just like spur of the moment type thing. It was like, you know, you don't sit around, and we wasn't, you know, NBA guys wasn't doing that back then. Right, right, right. Nah. You know, college guys wasn't doing that back nah. then. It was just a spur of the moment type thing. You know, street ball, and you just mix it in. When you, when you were coming up, I heard a lot, and, and I'm a little bit younger than you are, but I, I would hear rumblings of Sean Kemp. Like, they were talking about you like you was the next coming of Sean Kemp. Nah, no disrespect to Sean Kemp. He was a great one, but he couldn't shoot the ball. No, you're right. I think I think it was more just a, when you got up there and oh, you, yeah, and you yeah. yammed Oh, it. on the athletic yeah, side. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going for your head. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't see that. So I went to San Raymond, by the way. So right. that was that was a little disrespectful. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah. but it was it was yo. You should like the comments around that topic was the crazy. Right. Like everybody was like, oh yo, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but you also had you could you could post up mm-hmm. as much as a mid range jump shot, and right. you had a three point game. Right. Did you favor any of those, or were you just always working on all of now, them? Now you know what. Growing up, like I had a lot of guys like James Scott, Kawan Johnson, James Hargrove, uh, Roy Sparrow, all the guys in my neighborhood that played ball. When I would go in the gym with them, I was I was you know eighth grade, seventh grade, so I just wanted to play, mm. you know. And you know when you're smaller, you got to figure it out. So when you get on the court with these guys, and you know going to the park with grown men, you got to figure it out. Yeah. So even though you know, I was somewhat kind of tall. I wasn't as tall as, you know, most guys. So that's when my the ball. The men. Yeah, the men. Dogs, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's when my ball handling skills, you know, came in. And then, you know, when you wide open, if you in the park, you got to be able to knock down shots, right. you know. So all of that kind of helped me, you know, grow. And that's what it, you know, came to be for me. So it was just a natural given talent that I had, man. Mm. Like, um, I remember watching Magic play one through five. When I got to Milwaukee, I never wanted to be in Milwaukee. Yeah. Because at that particular time, we had, you know, Sam, Ray, and Big Dog. Enough basketballs on the team. So George was like, Tim, I'm going to let you play one through five. And I was like, oh. Because Magic was my guy. I mean, everybody loved Jordan and all that. But, you know, when you're young, you was watching that bird and that Magic magic rivalry. rivalry. So I was like, oh, yeah. And that kind of, like, drew me in. So the skill set of it all was just a natural given talent. And, you know. What I was doing back then is what you see now. Yeah. You know, guys 6'9", 6'10", being able to do a little bit of everything. You know? I, it's just funny because uh, Kyle Cuff, another another <laughs> veteran of a, a dribbling dimes, he mentioned that. He said exactly that. You were like right. ahead of your time. Oh, yeah. Definitely ahead of my time. But it's interesting because I, I know being a longtime Nick fan, anytime you came to the Garden, mm-hmm. I was always checking for you because right. I knew something was going to happen. Right. Like, you, you were so... Explosive, but also like like you had all the skills, right, all the all the right. traits. So it was always, and then obviously you played for the Knicks for for a little bit. Right. But um, but it was always interesting. And I remember, I want to say you were in Chicago. You came to the Garden, and you just, I don't know, man. You just shat all over us, and I was just like, damn. But you from right here, right? Were right. you a Knicks fan growing up? Yeah, still okay. Because you orange day. and blue all day. Yeah, so to I had this to, day, okay. To this that's day. good and bad. 
Uh, I'm, no, I'm, it's good. It's good. We're gonna turn it around at some point before I, I die. I, hopefully, I, I, <laughs> please <laughs> God. <laughs> I, so you play for the Knicks for a moment, right? Right. Two, 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 two yeah, moments. Two well, I don't count the second one because you was just there for the holidays, and then they shipped you off. The second one was more of the the rebuilding process. Yeah, it was young Nate, and you know, Dan Tony was there and yeah. trying to figure things out. So, which you co- were coached by him at Phoenix, right? right before correct, that, correct, correct. So you were kind of happy to be back. I was happy to be home. Yeah, I mean, I I was an older vet at the time, yeah. so um, it was a little frustrating, you know, being able to play with some of the younger guys at that particular sure. time that was still trying to figure it out. Um, and they was just, you know, happy to be playing in the garden, having to be in the NBA. Of course. Um, my young fella, Al Harrington, was on that team. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was his first time coming home. So he really enjoyed, you know, that experience as well. But uh, the first stint was was the one for me. I, I Yeah, I agree. I was happy to see that. But it, w- it was very short-lived. What right. was it, a year and a half? Uh, two years? Two years. Two, two years. years. Two years, yeah. You traveled a lot mm-hmm. in the NBA. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How hard was it for you to go from team to team so often? Because you probably spent three years maybe on one squad. Like that was your longest tenure. No, if I'm I was uh, in Milwaukee for five Oh, you were there for five? Yeah. Okay, five so then that removed. That was during my, my prime prime. Okay. And um, was it difficult to keep moving around? Because, yo, like honestly, if, if it's me, right, I, nah, I can't say that because the checks are so dope. Like <laughs> yeah, you kind of yeah, figure yeah. it out. But, I, it, mean, but it's, as, I don't look at it as a knock because a lot of people that jump right. from team to team is kind of like, nah, maybe they're on their way out. But, yo, you stayed for a long time. Right. I never really wanted to get traded from Philly Okay, because I thought me and AI had a special yeah. thing going. He yeah. could have been Jordan. I definitely would have been Pippen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fast enough to run the floor with him, athletic enough to, you know, catch alley-oops. And you see, you know, clips of that if you go yep. Google it. Um, and I could stretch the floor and, and shoot the three ball. Um, the time that we – did spend together. We was playing very well together, um, but they had different ideas. You know, they um, they wanted to definitely make you know Chuck the guy that he turned into. Mm-hmm. Um, they put a bunch of role players around him, and his career turned out great. Um, going to Milwaukee, I never really wanted to be in Milwaukee because, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, yeah, I just thought that to go not enough balls to go around. And I was in my prime at that particular moment, and all of my peers was in situations where, you know, they was getting off, so to say. So I just wanted to be in a situation where I can go out each and every night and get 15, 18 shot attempts. Right. Because that's all it's about in the NBA. Everybody yeah. can play. You got to get your volume getting, in. Yeah, just, that's it. And, um, you know, being in Milwaukee, I was trying to get out of there every single year. Damn. Yeah, but I end up, you know, being under that first rookie deal, and I was stuck in that deal for five and a half. So... That's like, well, let's yeah. let's go back to to Patterson Catholic because mm-hmm. um, when when you look at kind of if if people follow you, you're very much a local guy, right? In, at heart, right? Mm-hmm. I know you've moved around a lot, but Patterson in particular, Jersey, Jersey. more generally, has always been, you know, tattooed on you, right, right? right? And I know you've done a lot for the community here in in the way of basketball camps, et cetera, right. et cetera. Right. Um, what was because. You see it now more often, I think, than back when you were coming up. Like, mm-hmm. people leave their local areas to go to prep in high school, elsewhere, right. et cetera. What made you stay? Because I'm sure you had opportunities to go away if you needed to. It was just the fact that when I was coming up, we didn't have it. We didn't have, you know, the local pro guys giving back. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I'm in position. Why not? So my rookie year 
we started the players. I started the players NJ ball. players. And, you know, the success we have there. And then five years into my career, I started the New Jersey Sparks, which is the girls' AU program. Mm. So it's just a matter of, you know, making sure the youth in New Jersey is well prepared. But that's you giving back. I mean, mm-hmm. when you were coming up, picking a high school to go play at, mm-hmm. you chose Patterson Catholic. Right. Did you have options to go outside of Jersey to other places? No, no. That was it. Um, I was definitely going to stay in Patterson. It was either, you know, Patterson Eastside or Patterson, um, you know, JFK in mm-hmm. Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was the guys that I played um, summer AAU ball with, we all decided to go to school together. You guys did the whole yeah. LeBron, right. D-Wade, and whatnot back in high school. Right, right. So um, the guy, Lou Mathis, had the football job, okay. and he brought Jim in to get the basketball job. Gotcha. And Jim was coaching everyone, so we all decided to go there. Because you already you, had that chemistry built up, so right, that was right. going to be a problem. And we just turned it right into a powerhouse. How did y'all fare? Because I, I don't know a ton about I know y'all name rang bells. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how far y'all went, though. How did y'all do? While you were out there. We kept losing to St. Anthony's. <laughs> Basically, it was just, yeah, we was just out coached. We had the talent, we was just out coached each yeah. and every year. Coach Hurley's a. Yeah, I mean, and then the one year we lost to East Orange in the TLC. Oh, that's funny. I got in foul trouble, and my man Duval Simmons always brings it up, you know, that <laughs> they end up whooping our ass. <laughs> but, uh, um, and that was it, man. Like we, you know, we would go on the road in different uh, tournaments and stuff like that, and kick everybody ass. But when we came to Jersey, we would always lose to St. Anthony's. Yeah. So all of those guys, they St. Anthony's, they'll tell you, yeah, we beat Tim, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, we we will always get out coached by by Mr. Hurley, by Mr. the great Hurley. one. I mean, that's the, co- I, the coach K of New Jersey. It's kind of <laughs> it's almost like a, an honor to be out coached by him because that that yeah, dude yeah. that dude's legendary. Yeah, yeah. It's a Definitely. shame though. I, I know you didn't go to St. Anthony's, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's a shame that they had to close their doors. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and you see that happening a lot, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, Patterson Catholic as well. Yeah, yeah. right. And and in New York, Rice High School, and, right. and so forth and so on. And you know, places like. Patterson Catholic, let's just say, right, as an example. Or maybe Rice, probably, because just you have so many pros that went so far. Right, right. It's almost, and and I'm not trying to take money from nobody or Mm -hmm. or tell them how to spend their money, but, like, it's almost like, damn, how do you find a system where folks, like, that made it can give back in that way to kind of keep those lights on? Like, I I know there's a ton of variables. It's very difficult to do. But it's... It almost feels like it should happen. Well, I kept my school open for eight years. Wow. You know, I was yeah, I paying know tuition that. for, you know, certain kids. Um, some of them are actually pros. I don't want to say any names, but I, I kept my school open for eight years wow. financially. And then the that's last, a lot. That's a lot to deal with, though, as one person. Yeah. Yeah. And then the actual last year of it um, getting ready to fold, we try to do some fundraisers and different things of that nature. And it just didn't work out. You know, so I, I I truly truly did my part. Damn. Yeah. See, all right, all right <laughs> yeah. fine. I can't even talk yeah, to you about yeah, it. You yeah. actually I did, did my it. part. I did my part. <laughs> Trust. Yeah. What um, when you were coming up, did you look at like you mentioned a few? I'm gonna call them your OGs, mm-hmm. that, that Roy Sparrow exactly. and cats like that. Yeah. How who was the most significant like influence for you to pursue basketball at a high level? My man James Scott mm. went to St. John's. Went to pass the Eastside. Um, he was the guy that really kind of 
guided me in a sense of um, just showing me the right way. Because I used to, you know, go to his games and just check him out all the time in high school, stuff like that. And I was like, wow, he was just so smooth, man. He could handle the ball, shoot it, post you up, 6'6". Six, six. I was like, wow, this guy is, like, really on point. And then um, I end up living, like, right around the corner from him. Just so happened. Yeah, and we became best friends. He knew about me coming up, and he was just like, yo, got to do this, you got to do that. And I was like, all right. And then he ended up going to the league. Um, he played with Miami for about two or three years. Okay. He was in the league about two or three years. And then uh, that was a big thrill for me, you know, to see him make it. From and your, then it just from showed me. Around the block. Right, from around the block. And it just showed me, like, yo, if he can make it, you need to take it up a notch. Mm. And that's when I was started going to, like, five-star and – a, B, C, D, and it was like, yo, you guys about to get murdered. You don't even <laughs> understand. <laughs> and that's I how think things transpired. I, I think that's where rumor has it, you were battling Jermaine O'Neal pretty heavy if yeah. I had uh, A, B, C, D. Yeah, yeah, Jermaine's my, <laughs> that's my brother. We um, we used to have some battles, and um, I was I was in a mode where it was like kill or be killed. Mm. And that's what it was back I, then. That era was like that's, that. That's what it was, and um. Me and Kobe was one and two, and um, I had dunked the ball and ripped my entire fingernail off. It was like the second day in camp, so I couldn't play anymore. How, that, how much does that hurt? That sounds it real hurt, bad. It, it hurt. I mean, actually, when I did, I didn't even know. Oh, wow. Because I was just the like, adrenaline he was crazy. In that, like I said, kill or be killed. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I, I banged the ball and... You know, I'm running down the court, referee blow the whistle, and they're like, oh, you bleeding. I'm like, where? I'm looking around like, where, where? And I look, I turn and look at my finger, I'm like, oh. And then it's instantly like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. you know, one of those type things. So you go to the train or whatever, and it was like, yo, you can't play because if it get infected, you might lose your finger. Wow, yeah, it could be that serious. And that was the same year Kobe took over the number one rank. Ah. So, I mean, we was neck and neck, yeah. all that kind of stuff. A lot of people said, if I would Went straight to the lead. I probably would have got drafted before him because of my size right. and being able to, you know, do a little bit more or whatever as far as with my size. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I, you know, I was physical. Yeah, you were bulkier yeah, than yeah. he was. Because right. I, I started working out, actually, my sophomore year. Actually, the end of my freshman year. High school, damn. Yeah, I started, like, getting in the gym, getting after it. What, how serious a consideration was jumping from high school to the league for you? It was very serious. Okay. It was very serious. I mean, when you're sitting in class, you know, your senior year in Sports Illustrated writing articles about you having a $15 million shoe deal on the table Yo. and your history teacher looking at you crazy. Right, right. I mean, you definitely got to, you know, consider that. But I had nieces and nephews that was behind me, so I decided to go to college. So you mentioned them. Why? So that you can set an example for exactly. them? Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. Set the example for them. And gotcha. why Villanova? Because I know you had Kentucky and a whole yeah. bunch of other schools on, on your radar. Or when, they were checking for you. Right. Um, I took no visits. I went down to Nova. You did no visits? No visits. Wow. I went down to Nova and checked out uh, Kerry Kittles at that time. Mm -hmm. um, I went to see him play uh, Georgetown and him play... Uh, against UConn. Yeah. And, you know, of course, they had Allen Iverson, Georgetown, and a couple of other pros. Um, and then UConn had, you know, Ray Allen. I just wanted to see those games. And, you know, just being on the campus and just getting a feel. And then also, um, they had uh, Alvin Williams and Jason Lawson, guys that was considered to be pros. So, um, initially, all of us, all the Jersey guys, wanted to go to a Jersey school. Me, Shaheen, sure. 
uh, John Celestan, um, John Lynch, bunch of guys. We all wanted to go to a Jersey school together. She, he, together, we all Malik Allen. We all was coming out that same year, and Shaheen picked Seton Hall first without letting the big dogs <laughs> pick the school first. <laughs> and um, so once he did that, I was like, Shah, you know, I'm gonna be a one and done guy. Right. So I don't want to be in a situation where. We go and we start something, and, you and then I leave it. you. Right. You know, so I'd rather you go be the man and do your own thing. Right. And he understood, and we agreed on it. And I chose Nova because I wanted to see what the work ethic was with guys that uh, was supposed to be way. pros. Right? right. So that's why I chose Nova. Hmm, that's interesting. So how how much of that was your decision versus like your inner circle kind? No, of, it was my decision. Really? Totally. So you were already thinking like, "Yo, yeah. I need to." Yeah. Steel sharp and steel over here, so right. we kind of go on the same right. path. Because you know it was a it was a, a point guard or a wing guy, and then it was a big guy. Yeah. So me being in between, gotcha. I said, okay, I could learn a little bit from J Law, and I could learn a little bit from Alvin. Shit, that's so it kind of you know worked that's, out. That's kind of smart. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you like, and you know, you you were coached by by Steve Lapis, right? Um. How was he as a coach? I was great. He yeah. understood me. He understood me. He, he was because I mean because it's when you pick somebody like yourself to to join a team, mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta know like all right, I'm gonna have him for one year. Right, right. He understood. Me, he he totally totally understood. And that wasn't in vogue back then. Like that's right. how, that was a hard thing to come by as far as allow like the coach not getting on your case or whatnot. Right. Like he was really cool about it. Yeah, he was. I mean, he really had no choice. Right. True. True. You know true. What I mean? But um, you kind of just helped he, this program a little bit. For yeah. That moment. Yeah. He he um he had a few interviews where he said he didn't think I was ready and all that kind of stuff. But, but that's I, the kind of thing you're supposed to say, though. As a coach. Yeah, yeah. Because you're trying to keep your job and all that. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. But I was already considered a pro, you know, coming out of high school. Right. So um, my, my daughter was conceived at Nova. Wow. You know, my wife went to Georgetown. Okay. So I was at Nova for literally six months. <laughs> so when the season was over, I knew I was a pro. My wife was pregnant. And I was at Georgetown. So they actually thought I was transferring. Oh, okay. I was hanging out right. at Georgetown. Right. And people was like, whoa, Tim down here. Is he transferring? Right, yeah, right, right. he transferring. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I'm transferring to the NBA, you know. But um, I might be with the bullets, right? Or with yeah, the Wizards. but they didn't know what was going on with me personally, right? And um, you know, once I told them what was going on, they totally totally understood. And then uh, they gave me all the insight as far as um, where I was going to fall in the draft, top ten, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, they helped me with the agent thing and all that. So they they was fine with wow, it. Wow, totally. that's dope. So, so you actually got selected by your then hometown team, yes, the the, the Nets. Mm -hmm. Were you uh, before the trade happened? Were you like, were you excited? Oh man, it was, it was a dream come true. Just get, getting picked at all. It was well, or the Jersey get, pick in particular. Yeah, okay. getting picked was definitely a dream come true. But yeah. to be able to play in New Jersey yeah, was yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, it was everything. And I tell people to this day. If I was on any of those New Jersey teams that made those final runs, New Jersey would have had at least two NBA championships. Yeah. Easy. Easy. But would that team have been formed the same? Like, including you, right? You got J-Kid. You got Vince Carter. You got a whole bunch of cats. Well, that the teams that went was J, was it J-Kid. J-Kid. Um, and Carter, I think, was on that team. No, it was J-Kid, Kittles. Kittles. Um, Keith Van Horn. Van Horn, um, Kenya Martin, yep. 
who was the other three? Oh, Richard Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I yeah, tell people, okay. I, yeah, okay. I tell people, I'm like, um, just what I brung to the table is what they was missing. Mm-hmm. I don't think Keith and Horn showed up in any of those series. Nah, nah. And offensively, Kmart couldn't give you too much. Right. So you throw me in the mix. And you that flex, you could do it all. With a guy like J-Kid. Yeah, nah, that's... Did you ever play with J-Kid in the league? We played together in uh, Dallas. Dallas. In Dallas, yeah. But that team that ran and, you know, they was getting up and down, me playing a four or five. Problem. Yeah, Yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. So we win... Two championships. Shit. Easy. Easy. Did you ever try, like, to get two jersey? Was that ever? No, it was out of my control. Okay. It was out of my control. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you could be like, yo, try to, no, your age I was, I was so happen. upset because at during the draft, Keith Van Horn had, um, I think his agent was David Falk. And, you know, he had Super MJ. agent. Yeah, yeah, so he had the power. And he knew that he was slow and couldn't move. And so he was like, nah, I don't want to go down there. <laughs> I don't want to go down there. But not knowing, you're in a worse situation yeah. here. Yeah, you really got to move. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. So it was like, you know, um, for me, I just wanted to be in Jersey so bad, man. On that yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. You know, to be home and, and the success that they was having. I mean, Philly wasn't terribly far away. No, no, it was great. I mean, you got back a great. lot, I'm sure. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I went to school there. Yeah, that's I mean, also it was true. great. But, right. um, you know, and it was in the process of just trying to figure it out. You know, when I yeah. got there, my rookie year, um, middle of my rookie year, they end up trading Stackhouse away. And I thought Stackhouse was like, you know, everything. Yeah. So Allen at the one, Stack at the two, me at the three, like, come on, man. You, it's Shit. Like, and then Derek Coleman at the four, like, yeah. come on. Like, we, you know, should be able to get, get this thing get right. things, yeah. But it was just so much, you know, chaos and stuff going on. Then they end up trading D.C., then they traded me. They draft Larry Hughes. <laughs> then they trade Larry Hughes. Everybody so, was yeah, in and out. So Allen was the only person that, you know, survived. Right. And then they put a bunch of role players around him. And, you know, he did his thing to become a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to AI. Yeah, that and that whole crew, Aaron McKee and those guys. Damn. Eric Snow. You, um, like we said already a few times, you played 15 years. You retired for when you retired, mm-hmm. what was your plan? Like, did you, because, I mean, you, you knew it was coming to an end. Mm-hmm. You decided, all right, this is it. What was your next step as far as, you know, when you called it quits? Um, I've been living in L.A., so just having those connections and you meet a lot of people during your time, you yeah. know, playing and stuff like that. So I had some things on the table, and, you know, I invest heavy in, into movies. So uh-huh. get a head, head start in, in Anything that we've seen? A lot of things I don't want to. Okay. Okay. All right. You're a solid investor. Yeah, that's okay. one thing. You invest into movies, and it's it's a nice, you know. Let, let me ask you a question because I've always wondered this. You invest in a flick. Mm-hmm. How do you benefit from that? Like, obviously, if it goes blockbuster, okay. Right. There's dividends and residuals. It's just like from the, that. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, if, so you but go, not so many do. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, go theaters. And then after theaters, you go DVD, which is dying down now. Yep. Now it's more internet streaming. clicks, streaming and stuff like that. And then you get so, you get a percentage of? You get, yeah, you get. Ah, so okay. it's, it's the, the amount you put in, yep. the percentage. That you, percentage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Before th- before the majors get their hand on it. Gotcha. Okay. So if you give me a script and I'll say, yeah, I want to get in that, get involved with that. Gotcha. Boom. I invest early. So I'm already in once 
yeah, anybody else coming. or something like that. It's kind of like in the startup game. Like you got your right, Series right. A, your C right, fund, etc. Right, okay. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a double. It's a nice return. A little longer because you got to shoot it, edit it, promote it, right. put it out, wait for the people to go see it. <laughs> you know, wait for it to go overseas, come back. You know, but it's it's cool. It's cool. But let, but let's talk a little bit about um, your documentary that's mm-hmm. coming out. Well, we don't know exactly yet. Right. But uh, it's in the works. It's in the works. This is, it's called I Am Tim Thomas. Correct. And it just talks about your entire journey through basketball. Well, life. Just life. Like it's a biography, life basically. and basketball. Any, any tidbits you want to share for people to understand kind of what they should expect to see? And I is mean, this going to be a theater release? Theatrical release? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. no. I, I definitely, well, I'll probably put it in theaters locally in my, in my hometown, yeah. but it'll definitely be, you know, online where you can stream it on Netflix or something gotcha. of that nature. But um, basically, man, I mean, every inner city kid has pretty much the same story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to give my story, man. I have uh, a lot of archives. My mom saved a lot of stuff. Uh, I had a guy following me around in high school named Will Leitner. He has a bunch of uh, tapes, you know, old tapes and clips and stuff for me. So we're going to put the pieces together and put it out there so people understand my story. Mm. Um, I'm really considered like the New Jersey general Yep. when it comes to basketball as far as the stuff that I've done in the community. Um, and it's just one of those things, man, where it's going to be a feel-good story. You're going to understand, you know, my struggle, my family struggle, how I came up, um, how hard, you know, um, I, I worked to, to get to where I'm at now. And uh, you know, just the the step by step parts of it, man. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a great thing. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a sucker for these kinds of things. <laughs> um, I saw I saw. Oh my god, it's blood. <laughs> there was one recently that came out, and uh, with Meta, Meta World Peace joint. Mm-hmm. Yo, and yeah, that was, was a just, good one. It was well yeah. done. Yeah. It was a really good um, documentary. And, and you I, could and you guys could go on uh, I am Tim Thomas the documentary and check out. You know, some old pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, a few things up there, not too much. I know that's you got an IG page for that. I yes, am Tim yeah. Thomas documentary. The documentary, correct, correct. The website also, yeah. right? Coming up? We, we haven't coming put up. the website to Okay, yet, okay. So the, the IG page, I think, is the, the main IG page right is now. the only thing right now that you can check out. Um, final question. pictures. I, I've seen a bunch. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually, yeah. I will troll you for right, sure. Right. And you can follow me on King Tim Thomas. I actually changed my, my government. Right. So King <laughs> Tim Thomas. On Instagram. Final question for you. How important do you feel high school basketball is in the tri-state area? It's huge. It's huge. I mean, of course, a lot of people will say AAU is the biggest thing going. But um, I tell kids all the time, if you can show your skill set and your development throughout your four years, you never know what college coach might be looking to, you know, sign you. Yep. You know, it was a kid today, actually, um, from Delaware. Kid is really, really good. Couple of coaches was in here. He's on nobody radar, and now, now he is. Now he is. So I, I think it's it's really really huge. Um, this showcase what I'm doing is I'm trying to change the format a little bit. You know, a lot of times you have Jersey teams playing against Jersey teams all the time. So we have teams from Canada, Delaware, DC, Philly, of course, um, Jersey, and then in New York. And next year it's going to be you know a lot better. Bring some teams in from Chicago, Texas, Florida. Just to give it a different different vibe, and, yeah. You know, I think it'll help teams in the long run. You know, state runs and stuff like that. So absolutely, see different teams, yeah. Prepare differently, right? 
Right. Yo, brother, I, like I said, I don't want to take up more of your time. I know you're hungry. Yes. And I know your family's <laughs> waiting for you. Yes. So I really appreciate the time, brother. Appreciate it. Um, yes, sir. Yo, you, you yeah. are now Dribbling Dimes alumni, bro. Yes, and so, I'll be back. I'll be back for I, a longer episode. Bet, Trust bet. me. We do that. Yeah, yeah, before the doc comes out, we yeah, can talk Yeah, before the more. doc. Before the doc. Okay, Definitely. that's what's up, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Jersey love. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.